Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Crillo, and today we're going to be discussing how do you retain excellent tenants. And if you've heard any of my other videos, you'll know that with multifamily, the way to really boost your income is by having tenants stay long term. And best way is to have tenants stay long-term that are excellent tenants. So how do we keep them? Well, number one is we need to screen the tenants correctly. You'll never have excellent tenants if you don't screen well. And I feel this is one of the biggest mistakes owners make when they're renting their apartments. And this is why if you bring on a third-party manager and they're doing the renting for you, you might find that you're getting better tenants. Why? Because they have metrics and they've taken away the emotion of it. Uh, they don't they don't really, their number one priority isn't paying your mortgage, right? Number one priority is getting the apartment rented to someone that fits all of these different, uh, checks all these boxes that they've laid out for every tenant. And if it doesn't, then they're gone and they're off to the next tenant to review. So this is a pretty straightforward process. You know, create requirements that all tenants need to abide by when applying and do not deviate from them. For example, you know, three times rent in monthly income no felonies in the last X years, no pets, uh, credit above Y, uh, no, no evictions, etc. And if someone checks all these boxes, then they can move to the, next, uh, to the next phase or get approved for the apartment. And by just holding and having uh, a set factors and requirements that every tenant goes through, you're gonna really avoid having issues. Number two, you know, run the person through your local records your court records search online manually so you can mainly run uh, a records check and through local courts through the state court and you can run the person's last name if they have a very common name this might be a little bit more difficult but don't rely on your background service to do this right do it yourself and that is where you're going to weed out people that might be professional tenants and they might have an extensive or might have previous evictions that you know what they just forgot to tell you so Check them manually and then also run them through your requirements. If they if something comes up and it's a red flag, you have to move to the next tenant no matter how much you like them. Next, provide good customer service and keep the property in good condition. And this is just really simple, but a lot of uh, landlords and a lot of property managers just don't do this. Um, handle maintenance requests as soon as possible. Someone calls you with something, you know, respond right back to them, you know. At address other issues as soon as possible. So if someone has an issue with something in their apartment, um, you know, stove isn't working correctly, uh, the faucet's leaking, you should be out there anyway for that, especially if you're paying for water. But um, anything like this, get right back to them, respond quickly to all messages, and then tell them someone's going to be out there as soon as possible, within 24 hours, whatever it is, to get it uh, addressed. If there's other issues, like someone's parking in my spot, or um, other tenants are allowed, or... Um, you know, whatever it might be, uh, make sure that you're addressing that as soon as possible, even if you feel it's silly. I mean, you're going to get some people that are just high maintenance tenants, okay? Um, but if you can address their issues, then um, if they are still requiring stuff that you feel is not your responsibility, then you need to have a talk with them or you need to kind of train them and saying, listen, if you have an issue, we'll take care of it. This is not something, you know, that we will handle. This is your apartment. And you have to have that talk with them as soon as possible. But when you have good tenants, you make sure you can keep them by responding to messages quickly, handling maintenance uh, requests as soon as possible, and addressing any other issues as soon as possible. I've heard of some landlords reaching out to tenants to keep in touch with them. I personally do not 
do not like doing this. Since if I was a tenant, and my landlord called me and there was no issue, I probably wouldn't call him back, right? I don't want to be bothered. I'll pay my rent. If there's an issue, that's when I need you to act. Um, you know, and that's kind of how I act as a tenant. Um, and if I don't, I wouldn't just be calling up tenants and being like, hey, how's everything going? Or uh, some of them contact people on social media. Definitely not what we do. You know what I mean? It's really when they reach out, we want to keep in contact with them and we want to make sure that we answer their questions, their inquiries, and their requests as soon as possible. You know, just provide good customer service. And when there's an issue, you know, fix it correctly the first time, right? Don't try to get cheap on something. If something's an issue, uh, you know, you're having an issue with someone's fridge and it's a second time you're sending out a guy, you know, you'll have to get a new fridge, right? It's just what it is. Um, if they're a good tenant, I mean, think about that. If you were in that situation, they come over and they try to piecemeal together and two weeks later it breaks again. Listen, just get them a new fridge. It's going to cost money, but if you can keep the tenant, it's worth, I mean, hard, good tenants are hard to come by. So when you find a good tenant, make sure you keep it by providing good customer service. Next is keep track of lease renewals, okay? Actively pursue lease renewals. Not just when it's coming up to the end, but most tenants are aware of and expect uh, annual rent increases. Now, they don't know how much they're going to be, but they know that, hey, stuff goes up every year. And, uh, you know, when you're initially signing the lease with them, let them know you'll contact them about 60 days before the end of the lease to renew. Now, some landlords and managers will try to achieve full market rent on renewals. Now, if this is more than 5% increase, um, I would advise against it. You know, when you're starting to raise rents above 5%, it starts making it financial beneficial, financially beneficial for the tenants to move. You know, they might be getting one month free at the new complex that they might move to. So if you raise rent 10% and they get a free month, it is worth two months of rent for them to leave. You know, a $50 U-Haul doesn't seem that bad of, a, of an investment. So your goal is to raise rents slightly on good tenants and to keep them while minimizing vacancy and unit downtown. And, uh, you know, you can achieve the full market rents when a unit turns over. And there'll be some people that disagree with me, but if I have a good paying tenant, I'm not going to start jacking the rent to what I feel is the market every time on a renewal. I'll raise it a little bit. Maybe I'll raise it a little higher than how the market is increasing, but um, I'm not going to go all the way to market uh, I just want to, you know, the main thing is that you're raising the rent every year. They're aware of it. They know it. So if they're there for two or three years, they know, hey, this is an annual increase every year. And you can let them know that we will send you out the release renewal 60 days before uh, the end of your lease with, uh, you know, with the new lease, the terms and the new rent amount. And they'll know off the bat right when they're signing the initial lease that it's going to go up. You know, additional points is always raise the rent, even if it's only $10 a month, okay? It needs to be a habit that every year the rent will increase. And if you're in a cash flow market, um, you know, I have some apartments that are in cash flow markets, and we might go 915 to 925, right? They're not huge appreciation markets, but my landlord will go out there and raise it 2 or 3%, and uh, that's just what, you know, that's what we can achieve, and it just keeps the rent moving up, right? Um, you have to also remember your debt is not going up. If you have fixed long-term debt, it's not going up. This is to cover any type of increase on your operational expenses. You know, don't sign two-year leases. You know, one-year leases allow you to raise rents more often, thus keeping rents up with inflation and your market. Now, some states some states might also require witnesses on, a, on leases over one year. Just avoid it. I mean, really, the more often you're able to adjust the rent, the better you're going to be because you can raise it more often, okay? Um, 
try and avoid tenants wanting to transition to month-to-month lease. If they insist and they are good tenants, I would raise the rent maybe 10 to 15% from the 12-month renewal lease amount, um, you know, price. And make sure you require a 30-day plus notice because uh, it'll be allow you to prep for them to move out. Now, some people will say, no, it's only 12 months. And I understand that. But personally, I would rather have a good tenant for 18 months versus 12 months, especially if months 12 to 18, they paid 10 to 15% more. I mean, what could be better, right? They're going to leave anyway. You might as well get as many months out of them as possible, and you can minimize downturn on your unit, okay? So incentivize tenants with a program. I've read about this before, and they say, oh, you know, you can have a $50 uh, or $75 um, uh, renovate like some sort of new pro some new something done to your apartment right a renovation or something new um, that's worth 50 to 75 dollars every year if you stay and all this kind of stuff I, I personally if I was a tenant it's one more thing I have one more reward program I have to uh, worry about I wouldn't want to do it right why don't you just not raise my rent <laughs> right as much uh, that's my thinking with being a tenant and I think that's what most tenants would want to do so I don't do any type of incentive programs um, when we were going through COVID, if people pay on time, stuff like that, we might have a raffle for like a, a Walmart card or something like this. And that's a little different. Um, you could also do that during a regular time, but incentivize tenants with a program on a per unit basis. I mean, that's just going to be like really a mess to have to keep track of. One more thing your pro- pro- property managers are going to do. If your property manager brings it to you and they have success with it and they can show you stats and maybe I would move forward with it. But it's not something that we really focus on. I really focus on finding good tenants, uh, providing good support with them um, and customer service and trying to retain them as long as possible um, for uh, the length of their stay. Now, I would focus on making upgrades to units as required. And if a tenant asks for something to be changed or upgraded, if it's not that large of an upgrade or something, you, you need to change it, tell a tenant you'll do it upon lease renewal. Like for example, um, I think I had one tenant once that wanted new blinds, right? And they weren't that expensive. And um, it, it was right after I purchased the property, and I know they're uh, they're on a month-to-month or something like this. Be like, listen, like, if you sign a new lease with us, because um, I know you're on month-to-month right now, sign a 12-month lease, and, uh, you know, we'll go through and we'll change these blinds that you're talking about that are broken or whatever it is. And uh, they did it. And it's something that, okay, now I got them on it. It's a win-win, right? They get a 12-month lease. I get a little bit of a rent increase on them. I get them on a 12-month lease. Um, I mean, these are all pros for me. And just them sending someone in there to uh, put in some new blinds, they weren't really expensive blinds or anything like this, and a couple windows, whatever it was, perfect, not a problem. So make sure it's a win-win because they will, you know, if you're, if you're always by the book on everything, um, you know, you read some program or you went to some conference and they tell, tell you how to do that, I mean, that's not how the real world works, right? If you want to make money as a landlord, especially when you're getting into C-class real estate, you have to kind of bend the rules a little bit and work with people to get paid and to keep good tenants, right? So I hope you enjoyed. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, submit comments and potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then.
Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars, LLC, exclusively.